1: Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic. And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: Uh, Connor Riley is here. Dog Nation. He covers our dogs and covers college football. Um, It seems like, Connor... Everybody is leaving Alabama. Now, I don't want to over-exaggerate this, and I don't want to, you know, trigger the Alabama fan base. But they're losing some top prospects, and this weekend, to see that they've lost more, it just has me wondering, what is the board doing, or what is it that he's not doing to retain some of these guys? Yeah,
3: I think with some of these guys, it was always going to be difficult to retain them. You know, Caden Proctor, he transfers back to Iowa, where he's from. Caleb Downs made it very clear. He he went to Alabama to play for Nick Saban. And so with Saban not there, you know, he was obviously going to take a look at his options and ultimately picks Ohio State there. Uh, Julian Sane is the most recent entry and, you know, number one quarterback in the 2024 recruiting cycle. I can understand hmm. why that draws a lot of headlines, but, DeBoer brought one of his guys with him from Washington, Austin Mack, and he transferred in before Sain had sort of entered the portal there. And so I think that might be a decision made by DeBoer to maybe put his own spin on things rather than just inherit what Saban had left there, obviously a lot of talent. And so now Sain is on his way to Ohio State. I think you see anytime you have a coach, of saving stature, leave and move on, you're going to see a lot of guys going to the portal. I, I think you're naive if you think that this isn't going to one day happen whenever Kirby Smart decides to hang it up there. And you go out and you hire outside of what that program had been doing. I think that's what makes what Michigan is likely to do when it potentially hires Sharon Moore after Jim Harbaugh takes an NFL job. An interesting case study to see how many of those guys end up staying in the portal because Moore has been with that program for a while. And obviously, coached games this year for that team. Caleb Downs, was Georgia ever a finalist? I, I, I don't follow recruiting hours as you do, uh, Connor, but it was, Ohio State was always in the mix for him anyway, right? Correct. Uh, coming out of high school, it was Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia in that order in terms of pursuing Downs for his recruitment. And then this time around, it was a Georgia Ohio State battle. I know a lot of people expected Georgia to land Downs. Georgia felt confident that they were going to land Downs. They made an effective pitch, they've done a fantastic job. Of developing defensive backs but ultimately at the end of the day Downs makes the decision to go to Ohio State and this is just one of those recruitments and it happens sometimes Uh, sometimes you just get beat for a recruit and while Downs is coming out of the transfer portal and had a lot of ties to Georgia specifically Chavares Robinson who was with him at Alabama Ohio State was right there for him in his recruitment beforehand and there was some familiarity with that program Uh, Georgia and Ohio State going forward are going to battle out for a lot of players, both on the recruiting trail and in the transfer portal. And in this instance, while Georgia was very confident that they felt they were going to ultimately land downs, as college football can still surprise us sometimes when it comes to recruiting, you know, this used to happen a lot more a decade ago, but now uh, you still see some surprises and Caleb Downs announcing he was going to transfer to Ohio State was certainly one that we got on Friday night.
2: What about Julian saying committing to Ohio State and what that means for them? And, and what about the quarterback situation at Alabama? We know Milro's coming back, but what's in the, what's in the, uh, you know, behind him? Right. So I think we'll start
3: with saying here, very talented player, Uh, you know, Ohio State. They signed actually a kid from the Atlanta area, Aaron Nolan, who played at Langston Hughes High School, won a state championship as a junior. They've got a lot of questions in that quarterback room. Obviously, they go out, they bring in Will Howard from the transfer portal. But it would not surprise me in the slightest if things don't go well for Howard. Early on in his time at Ohio State as a transfer quarterback, if late in the season, certainly around the college football playoff time. You don't maybe see Sam push for playing time. He's that good and already that developed. As far as Alabama, obviously Jalen Milrow coming back will be interesting to see what Kalen DeBoer is able to get out of him. But there's still some good talent in that Alabama quarterback room. You have um, – you have Dylan Lonergan, who's from Brookwood. There's also another quarterback there uh, whose name is escaping me at the moment, who's a five-star prospect. They're still obviously loaded in some spots. And then you bring in Austin Mack from the transfer portal, from, who was familiar with the Boar in his time at Washington. Uh, I'm really interested in seeing what this Alabama team looks like this year. They've lost a good bit from that offense, obviously losing Kaden Proctor to Iowa. Jermaine Burton's off to the NFL. Isaiah Bond, their top wide receiver, transfers to Texas. So it's going to be interesting in DeBoer's first year at Alabama what he's going to be able to do. I think there's a big reason why he's at Alabama because he is such a highly regarded game day coach. Mm-hmm. And for the first time in a while, Alabama is not going to have a talent advantage every time it steps on the field. When they play Georgia, they're going to be at a disadvantage there. And when you see them maybe play an LSU, an Oklahoma potentially as well, those in terms of raw talent might be a little bit even. which I think is a big reason why Alabama prioritized the boarders on field game day coaching when they went out and made that hire. It is Dog Nation's Connor Riley with us guys here on Dukes and Bell. Uh, We were talking about this last Friday. Is it a sign of just how far Auburn's fallen? They're not even m- mentioned with some of these transfers or potential transfers from Alabama. I think Auburn is in a, is attacking things in a different way. Obviously, if you're an Auburn fan, if, you're, if you root for Auburn, you'd love to see some of that. But mm. I think with a lot of these guys, you know, Downs was heavily recruited by Ohio State and Georgia. Those were you know second and third teams when he was coming out of high school. For such a long time, really, until this past cycle, Auburn was just not a factor with a lot of top recruits in the Southeast, and that obviously falls a little bit on Brian Harson and certainly the end of the Gus Malzahn era as well. They're making strides to get better at that, and you've seen, even in this past cycle, they make an uptick in the way that they've gone about recruiting, but I think it just to your point, Mike, reflects where Auburn has been these last three, four years, where they just weren't really a factor for a lot of these top recruits. And with a lot of guys in the transfer portal, especially these late entries, uh, I think they look for familiarity in these new places they can go, places they have previous relationships. And the reality is people just didn't have a lot of relationships with Auburn over these past couple of years. And so it's just another area where key Freeze, I think is working uphill to try and get Auburn
2: to, to
3: the top of the SEC.
2: Connor, uh, hold on one second. I think something's going on right now. One. That's another Alabama player leaving the Alabama football program. It's Dukes and Bell. Nice. Connor Riley is uh, with Actual Dog nation. Audio. Actual audio. Let's talk about uh, the offseason for the dogs. Now that the, the, the down situation has played out, what does the offseason entail? We know it's underway. What are we talking about for dog fans who say, okay, yeah, we hear that the offseason has started. What are we doing? Yeah, so winter workouts are really starting to ramp up both this
3: week and next week. You know, they, they've had their two, three weeks off from the end of the season and sort of start getting back into shape, focusing on the off-season goals, getting bigger, getting stronger. I think particularly you look at that defensive line, this was an area where Georgia just was not up to par from where it had been in years past. That was always going to be difficult when you have the kind of talent drain to the NFL draft that they had there. But I'm looking at guys like a Jordan Hall, who was a five-star prospect, Christian Miller, who made strides at the end of last year. Can those guys further reshape their bodies another year in an off-season program and become better players for this Georgia defensive line this year. I think you look at the Georgia national championships that they won in 2021 and 2022, and you look and maybe see why they didn't win in 2023. Obviously losing to Alabama when Brock Bowers and Ladd McConkie were hurt doesn't help. But I think if you look at that defense, it did take a step back last year in a number of categories, and so it's a really big offseason these next six, seven weeks, even before spring, I think for guys on that defensive line in particular, because I think offensive line and defensive line are areas where you can see big transformations physically in an offseason, and if those guys further work on their body and maybe get a half second faster or get a little bit quicker in terms of getting off the ball, I think that's going to pay huge dividends for Georgia come this fall. So, I, you know, obviously they're not playing games. Spring practice doesn't begin until, I think, the second week of March. But these next six, seven, eight weeks are going to be very, very important for Georgia over the course of the 2024 season. Yeah, the Georgia schedule's a beast. We've talked about that. But, I mean, the thing about, you know, Ohio State now, I know that you, 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 you had talked about saying he may or may not start this year as a transfer, but it just seems like Ohio State's bought themselves the kind of team which
2: locks into that Final Four, doesn't it? Yeah, and especially hardball leagues. Yeah,
3: yeah. I, 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 a year from today, mo- this Monday uh, is when the national championship is going to be played. Wow. And based off the off season that Ohio State has has had, Ohio State has to be there in my opinion. Uh, it, it's not just enough to, as your point might get into a college football, club, especially next year when it does expand to a twelve team league. They have to be able to win multiple games, and, and there's going to be real pressure on Ryan Day. You know, Harbaugh leaving makes things, I think, a little bit easier, just given where he's built that Michigan program. But he's lost three straight games to Michigan, and you can't lose four straight games to Michigan, especially with the roster that they have coming back. I sort of wrote about this today. Uh, Ohio State and Georgia, to me, they sense an opportunity in sort of new era of college football where it is a 12-teamer, and we don't know what it's going to look like. With Nick Saban gone, I think if a team is able to establish some quick dominance here at the beginning – I think that's going to give them a leg up as the sport continues to change more and more. So Ohio State, I think, has a roster to go for it, but they still have some major question marks, particularly at the quarterback spot, and then also, I think, at the head coach position. And they've got a tougher schedule next year, too. They have to go to Oregon. They have to go to Penn State. And so it'll be interesting in seeing how Ohio State goes about navigating that. But Ryan Day has gone all in on this 2024 season, and there's going to be quite a good bit of pressure on
0: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: that team, Great stuff as always, Connor. Keeping everybody up to date on what's going on. Uh, read Dog Nation, guys. Read Connor Riley and follow him. Tell the people where they can find your stuff.
3: Yeah, if you guys can follow me at K Connor Riley, we're hitting depth charts and things like that. So I have plenty of content for you guys throughout the offseason.
2: Great stuff. We'll talk to you next week, Connor. Thanks so much. Yep. Looking forward to it.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.